Welcome to another episode of the Trustful Podcast with Natalie JB. Let's talk about imposter syndrome. Yes, we're diving right into the subject of the day. Because listen, I've been struggling with this thing for the longest and I just can't wait to talk about it today. In fact, I've only been able to identify it in myself just three years ago. Apparently, I've been experiencing it for almost a decade without even knowing about it. For as long as I remember, I love learning new skills in any field possible. This caused me to dive into the culinary, baking, painting, crafting, designing, writing, knitting, and the sewing world. I mean, I started a podcast, so you kind of understand where I'm getting at. I love having an idea and just jumping right in, diving into it, learning how I can use it to serve others, to generate income, or simply deliver quality products that make me feel fulfilled. I can't really explain it. It's almost like I get a high off of it. The idea to be able to present materials that have the potential of contributing to others' lives It's just a feeling I can't explain. I started running my bakery business from home, and I also dived into teaching paint and sips remotely, as well as in venues. I started my own cooking blog in the hopes of making Haitian gastronomy education accessible to the diaspora. I wrote a children's book to teach about the national bird of Haiti that no one knows about, a bird that is endemic. These were all means of generating education and enlightenment. Um, And they could have easily generated income as well. But somehow I still saw myself as a fraud. I never could push hard enough to dare to put it all on the market or start a business that could make me the next Martha Stewart, as I joke all the time. I just couldn't shake off that feeling of fraud. Was it because I didn't think I had the capacity to manage it all? Was it because of my past partner repressing every idea that I came forward with? Was it because my delivery of the products with the little skills that I had was too good to be true? I'll tell you something. While my friends and acquaintances would easily call me a jack-of-all-trades Or would simply tell me, is there anything you don't know how to do? I would be the most insecure person in the room. Listen, if five years ago you had met me, again, I could easily tell you, I was the most insecure I've ever been in my life. However, till this day, people have shared with me that They were afraid to approach me or be friends with me because my appearance exerts assertiveness, confidence, and self-sufficiency. What? (laughs) It was hilarious because I was constantly questioning myself. If only they knew. I would often ask myself, am I good enough? Do I deserve this? Why are people looking at me so much all the time? Is this product good enough? Is my performance at work and my field of expertise, quote unquote, is it all meeting expectations? 
I was constantly exhausting myself in these thoughts instead of simply accepting that I am capable. I am qualified. I am beautiful. I am good enough. I am useful. I am amazing. I soon understood that it was partly a result of the absence of guidance and nurture from the people that were supposed to be there for me at a very young age and even in my early adult life. I believe that there were multiple moments in my childhood development that triggered my imposter syndrome. I'll explain. Psychology Today explains that the kind of childhood you had, past traumas, and even recent experiences of failure or rejection, the feeling of loneliness, social anxiety, perfectionism, or having a critical parent or partner can all contribute to insecurity. I had all of the above. If one thing was out of place, if I made one little mistake, I was to suffer the consequences from my father, from my partner, and most importantly, from myself, because I was stuck with my thoughts. This generated a fear inside of me, fear of mistakes, fear of failure, fear of not meeting expectations, imposter syndrome. Well, it's funny because over time, I became the one who eventually got frustrated with myself a lot. This imposter syndrome got really out of hand, and it was very hard for me to accept a compliment from others, any compliment from anybody. Remember when I said that I questioned why people were looking at me all the time? Well, I often talk about this because now I think it's so hilarious and pathetic. I honestly thought that there was something wrong with me. Was my hair not come right? Were my clothes too funky? Did I not put on my makeup right? Did I remember wearing deodorant? Talking about it today is so funny. But I'm comfortable enough to say this out loud because now I understand it. Someone once told me, Natalie... You're so intimidating with your beauty. That's why people stare. What? (laughs) Can you imagine all the networking chances that I possibly have missed out on because of such ridiculous perception of my own self? I'm only now learning to say thank you when someone says something positive about me. My products or even my projects or even about my physical appearance. Please talk about insecurities. At times, my imposter syndrome would actually trigger some of my anxiety inside of me. Yes, that's when it gets really bad. It triggers an anxiety that would make me murmur to myself, Oh shit, they think I'm all that. That means I have to step up and work harder. If only they knew I'm a self-taught painter, a first-time writer, a self-taught baker who and stop baking the cake twice if it doesn't turn out right. Damn it, this is too much pressure. I would even whisper, am I going to make it? Am I enough? Do I deserve the charge that I'm giving to my customers? Thinking about it today, I tell myself, girl, yes, yes, you could make it. Actually, you will make it. You are an amazing person. You have skills that God gave you. You have the right to use them. 
yes, this product and this skill may not be perfect, but do not let this hinder you from growing or giving yourself credit. Take the damn credit. You deserve it. But it all had to come from doing things scared. Did you hear me? It all had to come from doing things scared. Meaning, even if I doubted myself, I still did it. I took the steps, I jumped in, and I accepted that I am qualified for the job, eventually. And if I didn't think that I am for a split second, then at least I can take a mental note of what I can improve and work on it later. Take the damn credit, Natalie. Now, hold on to that. I'm going to come back on this at the end of the podcast to discuss the impact of how a pep talk to yourself while referring to yourself to the second person can actually help you deal with imposter syndrome. Okay, let's get back on track. Dr. Pauline Rose Clance, a psychologist, along with Dr. Suzanne Imes, studied this sense of insecurity. This feeling of imposterism comes primarily from people who are highly skilled and actually capable of accomplishments. Keywords, capable of accomplishments. Hear this. It's funny where the imposter expression comes from. Those who experience the imposter syndrome are individuals who think equally of their peers. They never think they're above them, meaning they believe that their comrades can easily accomplish these same skills as well, a feeling that makes it hard for them to celebrate their own accomplishments. What sets me apart from the rest, right? I'm not that special. They'll see right through me. My hard work is irrelevant. You starting to get it? During my master's program, I remember having forgotten that a midterm was coming up. I was so scared. Yeah, I kind of screwed up. Screwed up on that one. Like, how did I? How did I miss this? Well, I ended up sitting in front of my computer and answering all the questions based only on common sense. I'm not making this up. I had to take this mandatory midterm and I had to take accountability no matter how complex my life was, no matter how much bullshit I was dealing with, no matter how much it pulled me away from my work. I didn't want to make up any excuse. So I showed up unprepared. And like my fellow Haitians say, which means and it translates into, I guess it is what it is. Guys, I ended up having an A on that midterm. No way. I whispered to myself, no fucking way. To make matters worse or better, I guess, the professor wrote me a letter to congratulate me on how different and well-versed my answers were. No way. And there were several instances where I ended up having an A in classes I never think I'd nail, like budgeting, financial analysis, me acing a finance class. (laughs) You guys are not going to understand, but you know, I took it. I took the credit. 
quite frankly, I walked into this program feeling like I was below everyone. Most of my classmates were intimidating. They already had experience in the field. Sometimes I wonder what they were doing here. They might as well have taught the classes. Most had content to talk about, whereas I came to learn. My head was down most of the time, taking notes, listening, listening, and listening. Thinking that not a word coming out of my mouth would be relevant. I had zero knowledge. But I read, and I did my research, learning. That's my obsession. And it's funny, I learned to learn myself. I felt so happy being there. I used critical thinking. I read more. I came up with my own theories, even though I didn't share them. I mean, I busted my ass during a pandemic while homeschooling a seven-year-old boy and managing my job. And it took my program director looking at me on a Zoom call meeting, telling me one-on-one, you need to give yourself credit, Natalie. You're doing an amazing job. The day after, I sat down on my bed quietly, smiling and whispering, not, you are qualified. You've always been qualified. And I actually laugh at myself now for having ever doubted me. The feeling that happens when you start trusting yourself is elating. I can't explain it. Fear goes away and you start saying to yourself that you're here for a reason, that everything has always worked out, that you're graduating because you worked hard, that people still order your cakes, people still hire you for paint and sips, and people continue to buy your children's book. Give yourself credit. Elizabeth Cox says, that intense feelings of imposterism can prevent people from sharing their great ideas or applying for jobs or programs where they would actually excel. Tell me about it. I have been invited to so many job interviews because, of course, my resume spoke for itself and reflected my competence. I got the call. But my handicap was from not being able to nail these interviews because as easy as I could sell a product, vouch for a peer, support a friend in their businesses, I could never sell myself. I couldn't do it. I started. I panicked and missed out on opportunities because I believed I needed more even when I got the call. But recently, and I mean just two years ago, I learned to celebrate my wins. This decision was one of my first baby steps towards understanding my worth, my qualifications, my skills, and most importantly, my gifts. Those I was born with, what I'm good at. Those that no matter how bad I screw up, they would still be there to help me improve and start over. I could use those skills, those God-given skills, to reach the perfection I seek. See, imposter syndrome can be reinvented. It is the doubt that can push us to learn more, to do better, to perform better. Oddly enough, it could also have the effect of reaching success. Because it pushes you to question your performance, it may trigger tweaks and polishing and all of these things 
that if managed properly can be healthy, can be beneficial to your growth. Nowadays, in times of doubt, I whisper to myself, you got this. Remember when I told you to hold on to that pep talk I gave myself while using the second person? Well, in a TED Talks daily episode, Adam Grant, an American psychologist and author who is currently a professor at the Warthorn School of the University of Pennsylvania, specializing in organizational psychology, says, and I quote, psychologists find that the way you talk to yourself matters. People gave better speeches and made better first impressions when they were randomly assigned to talk to themselves and the second person instead of the first person. Rather than saying, I got this, they said, you got this. This is a step to managing insecurities. In a moment, overcome your doubts by talking to yourself in the second person. It creates some distance from your insecurities. It feels like a boost of confidence from a friend or a coach. It leads you to feel less nervous, end quote. I'll leave you with this. And as I always say, I speak from experience, from my lived experience. Be the parent you needed all this time. Be the validation that you seek. Validate tu. Validate yourself. Nurture your gifts. And yes, you're qualified. You can still work on yourself as a qualified person. You can still improve as a qualified person. You can still apply as a qualified person. Qualification is not the ultimate high to reach. It is an indication that you have the capacity to execute and deliver when needed. And if it means that you have to read an extra chapter, practice a move 20 times, or rehearse a speech with your mom to deliver a TED Talk, you can do it. You are qualified. Time invites improvement and change, and that doesn't make you an imposter.